Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number 16 of Geeks Who Like Sports. We are back from Comic-Con. I am Ray Carcillo, as always, always joined by my best buddy, Lee Elias, over in Philadelphia. Lee, how's it going? Ray, as you said, we are back from Comic-Con, which means you are back from Comic-Con because I have to live Comic-Con vicariously through you, but together we are we, and it is Geeks Who Like Sports episode 16. I don't even know if that rhymed. I'm doing great, Ray. Uh, Listen, no special coffee mug today, but I do want people to know at home that since uh, week one, I have uh, put my microphone on top of the Empire Strikes Back original radio drama box that is holding cassettes that I will never use again. (laughs) <laughs> but a little piece of geek. And I thought that was actually pretty. Like I was looking at this. Why haven't I never said this? Right. I mean, th- these radio yeah. dramas back from the from the mid '80s. So, anyway, yeah, really great to be here this week. Uh, Geeks episode 16. You at Comic Con. You have some news to talk to about the audience with today. We have an awesome show today. There's just really more geek. It's just jam packed with geek stuff. So if you like the geek side of things, this is a good show for you. We do have yes. some sports stuff. We have a really great match match uh, mash up today as well that I'm excited because I think I have a feeling we're going to torture each other. Um, with our mashup today, which we'll explain. But before we get into any of that, Ray, uh, let's talk about your situation here. Because if you've been following us, you know that Ray is no longer with DC. And we wanted yes. Ray to talk about that for a few minutes. Ray. Yeah, so I, I got fired on Tuesday from uh, from DC Entertainment, DC Daily. And, I was uh, right into it. it. Just, just boom. Just <laughs> right into that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, that's it. it, it that's the thing. Is It's uh it was an unfortunate situation, you know. Uh, Saturday night at Comic Con, DC had a uh, a panel. It was a public panel. Uh, they showed some trailers and some shows and some other things. And I figured since it was being shown at Comic Con, everything was going to be going public. Wait, well, uh, so before you go on Comic Con, a public forum yes. in which we yes. unveil new comic book and movie things for yes. everyone. Yes, just wanted to put that out there. I'm indifferent. Yeah. It's not true. I'm not, I'm not indifferent at all. Anyway, keep going. And uh, I took a picture of a, a trailer. I posted it on my Twitter and Instagram, uh, not realizing that for some reason DC hadn't put the trailer out publicly. I was unaware of this. I was unaware that we weren't supposed to be taking pictures. I was unaware that we weren't supposed to be, I guess, live tweeting the panel, or at least in that regard. Um, and, yeah, and it, it went viral. And... Uh, DC was not happy, and it's kind of a thing where they let me go for it. So, and I mean, they did, they did, I guess, offer me a chance to try to keep my job, but I uh, decided instead to just stick by my guns. I felt I did nothing wrong, and uh, yeah, and I was fine. I was fine to accept their judgment, and and that's it. And it is what it is. So now we're we're moving on, and. Uh, here I am, Geeks Who Like Sports, Ray, episode 16. Right, right. Now, let me be the investigative reporter for a minute. Let me cross-examine you. Yeah. All right. Are there <laughs> other comic book agencies, maybe that rhyme with the word schmarvel, that when they put out a video uh, at Comic-Con, they also simultaneously put that video out on social media? Does that happen? Usually, yes, usually. Interesting, <laughs> interesting, interesting, very interesting. Um, I also <laughs> noticed that uh, on a day that you did this, the day that you did this, uh, Marvel uh, unveiled their entire Phase 4. So Marvel was yes. dominating the headlines. I know because I was following it. And then if there yes. was a little glimmer of tc and it's a word I made up, you can use it. <laughs> it came from your uh, sharing of, of that um, Titans trailer. 
which I thought was really cool. So in, in all seriousness, I do want to say this, that it is unfortunate the way this, this worked out, but uh, I think I'm proud of you. I am proud of you for sticking by your guns. I don't, I don't think you did anything wrong. It sounds like from what we've talked about, there was nothing to show you that you were doing anything wrong. There was no nothing mm-hmm. that said no photography. There was nothing that said um, don't yeah, not that anything. I I seen, not that I was aware of. Saw, yeah, yeah, it was because you would have adhered to that if if it had said that. Uh, right, of course. Yeah, I, I know you, um, and I thought you actually generated a lot of excitement for DC. Um, and now that you don't work there anymore, I can uh, open up a little bit more on them, as I think you can too. But uh, I do yeah. want to say that. Um, you know, people love DC. I love DC for what it is, but these are the type of decisions that just make no sense. Like most of their cinematography and <laughs> yeah, mustache well, uh, removal. I technology. mean, and, and, and that's and that's the thing. I I can't obviously. There's stuff that I know that's coming. I can't talk about. There's of stuff course. that I know, like uh, drama behind the scenes, it's stuff like that. I can't talk about. But I am excited to be able to use my critical thinking hat and to be openly critical of DC again in terms of in terms of the of the art and in terms of the product and whatnot and and uh for those of you who have listened to the show these many weeks you know I've kind of held back from that uh for obvious reasons but now I can tell you exactly what I think of the Shazam film I think I can tell you exactly how I feel about a certain comic book run uh like by Tom King with Batman or anything like that I don't have to hold back I can give you my honest unbridled opinion uh, and it's not all negative either. It's just that it's some of, you know, I can be completely honest now because I don't have to worry about, you know, somebody coming down on me for saying, well, why did you criticize it, this? It's like, well, because it deserves criticism. You you are absolutely at your best when you're uh, let free. Uh, we call you Ray Hulk for as long as I've known you. But uh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your next chapter. i got to be honest with you. Um, your morale during this time period has been unbelievably strong. Uh, I've been excited to watch you work. It's also exciting because it has motivated us here at Geeks to Like Sports to uh, announce today that we're going to be going through a very aggressive expansion, an aggressive expansion. Uh, yeah. If you're listening to this show, you obviously know the where that's coming from. Uh, but no, we're announcing it. Uh, Geeks like sports.com is now live and ready to go. We have yes. expanded the podcast to like six to seven different channels. We're everywhere right now. Yeah, Google uh, Play. Have, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of them. You can check them out there. on the website, geekswillexports.com. Yes. I'm going to say that a few times. Um, yeah. Also, Ray and I will be at PAX West towards the end of August. We have our uh, time and date. It's Friday. Uh, I forgot the date. 9:30, but <laughs> 9, 9, Friday, 9.30 p.m., the Friday of PAX. I believe that's the uh, the. Th- I will bring up my calendar right now on my computer. August, August I should have been prepared. Yep, August. Here we go. So if you're listening, PAX West in Seattle on August 30th. Ray and I will be at PAX West. With our own panel for Geeks Who Like Sports. Very excited about that. We'll probably be doing a live podcast yes, from there it'll be, as well. It'll be, at the, it'll be at the Grand Hyatt across the street from the convention center in the Hippogriff uh, ballroom. Um, yeah, very excited. Dress very accordingly. Exciting no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if you're yes, a fan as in of sport, Ray. Sports jerseys or comic book yeah. shirts or video game shirts. Yes, dress accordingly. No, no, no tuxes, <laughs> please. Yes. Well, if, listen, yeah. if you're a fan of Ray like I am, I'm a huge fan of Ray Carcillo. I don't know if you guys know him or not, but I do. Uh, uh, support him in this venture because we're going to be there. I don't care if this sounds like a shameless plug. We are ex- aggressively expanding and yes. we're going to have tryouts. <laughs> but we're not the type that we're in that movie. But yeah. Oh, you, oh, you, you, you don't want me to bring my pool cue then. You don't want me to bring my pool cue. 
Ray, I, I listen. You're free. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> but let, let's turn the tide here. I just wanted to make sure we talked about that for a few minutes. But Ray, yes, was got Comic-Con it out of the way yeah. in San Diego last week. I, now I've been waiting all week to talk to you about this. He's forced me to wait till today, Friday <laughs> at 10:43 a.m. Eastern, July 26, 2019, to wait for something that happened a week ago. So Ray, I'm gonna I'm gonna just point to you, Comic Con 2019 in San Diego. Here we. Oh, man. Comic-Con 2019 was insane. I think that even though there, it felt like there was less people on the show floor, there was more people in San Diego because it's starting to get out that uh, there's just as much stuff outside the convention center as there is inside the convention center at this point. Um, I know from D.C., obviously, there was a lot of stuff there. There was uh, Watchmen... Uh, Dr. Manhattan looking like phone booths. There's a couple of those scattered about. Um, there's also there's a lot going on at the new Comic-Con Museum uh, in honor of Batman's 80th. But uh, even in, not in honor of DC, Marvel obviously released all their Phase 4 stuff in terms of their panel on Saturday night and Hall H. Uh, Nintendo had their lounge again. It was a four-hour wait online to play Pokemon Sword and Shield and or Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, you know, Nintendo obviously just killing it right now at the Switch. Uh, Capcom was there with uh, the new Monster Hunter expansion. Uh, Borderlands 3 set up their own Museum of Mayhem, which was amazing. They had these massive statues. They gave everybody a bandit mask. I actually should, I left mine in my bedroom. I'll, I'll, I'll show it later, maybe. Um, but, like, it just absolutely... Right. Don't, uh, don't ever put that mask on again. That was beyond terrifying. Yeah. You <laughs> get the little head sideways turn that yeah, going that- on. <laughs> okay, like, like, if you ever show up with that, I might punch you in the face. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Yes, so you know they had the Museum of Mayhem, uh, you know just just a lot of stuff going on in and around the convention center. Picard, obviously they dropped the trailer for for that on uh, I think CBS All Access, but they had a museum for that. That had an hour and a half wait. Um, there was a Pennyworth speakeasy from DC. Like it just a lot of stuff going on all over the place. Um, Sci-Fi, the channel, Sci-Fi Channel had a huge presence there. Had a huge building. Uh, they also had. Um, Little pedal cu- pedal carts, but it was like trivia. Like, and you pedal, you had to answer questions as everybody was pedaling. Um, and then uh, Conan had a huge presence. Conan, Conan O'Brien, of course, Team Coco always does a, does a lot from Comic Con, uh, and and lots of radio stations in and around San Diego. Folks from LA went down. K Rock, of course, had a big presence too. Uh, so it was just, it was just it was a big party. It was fantastic to be a part of. Uh, you know, obviously loved walking the show floor, some really interesting things. I ended up going across, uh, heritage auctions and looking at some old video games. It was like, oh, if only I had kept these in the box, they'd be worth so much right now. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was really, it was really fun. Hasbro was, uh, giving out a bunch of stuff. I got some Transformers pins, which was cool. Uh, they also had the new, they were showing off. Two great new Transformer figures. One is the Ectotron, which is a Ghostbusters Transformer. And the, that, uh, no. the other is called Unicron, which is their biggest Transformer ever. It's almost two and a half feet tall, and it actually does transform. It's like a giant wow. satellite, and it transforms into this giant Transformer. It was absolutely unbelievable. But, I mean, like, I could go on and on. It just You are such a nerd, man. <laughs> geek. I'm a geek. You're a geek nerd. No, yeah. I just felt like saying nerd. Nerd's more yeah. of an insult. Nerd. Nerd. Um, but, yeah, no. So, that it was really, really good. You know, um, Everybody who was there had ever had a big presence. Uh, Marvel, Star Wars had a huge presence there. They had a whole line of all the different uh, Stormtrooper armors from over the years, uh, including some that looked to be from the new movie that's coming out, the uh, the Red Sith Lord armor. Um, yeah. uh, the the Sith, Sith Trooper armor, excuse me. 
Um, you know, and then, and then again, yeah, and then DC had stuff they were showing off Harley Quinn. Actually, almost got trampled when there was the Game of Thrones signing at the DC <laughs> booth, at the DC Warner Brothers booth, because when they brought out the cast probably for the last time for Game of Thrones, people just stampeded through uh, the booth. So uh, I didn't, yes, I like, didn't even know they were there. That that's how bad that ending was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they were at Comic Con this year. Geez. Yeah, they were, well, they were just doing signings, so you know, it wasn't really anything to announce, but. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good show. It was a real good show. I had a good time. San Diego is lovely. I finally found a place in San Diego that I like staying. Uh, it's not in Little Italy. I didn't even know San Diego had a Little Italy. It's absolutely beautiful section yeah, of town. You did, you did tweet about that as well. I saw yeah. <laughs> well, right, I like, let, me, let me give you my, my uh, rundown from Comic-Con, what I did that weekend. Okay. I, I'm not going to do that because it would be super boring to listen to. <laughs> All right? It would be like a really boring thing compared to that. But like, let, let's talk about that. So... Uh, we'll, we'll get into phase four in a minute because everyone's kind of talking about that. We do have some thoughts on that that we could probably mm-hmm. do a whole other episode on. Um, I do want to talk about some of the things that are not were not as big. Um, I thought the Witcher trailer was actually really good. Yeah. Um, um, with Henry Cavill and and like it very Game of Thrones vibey too. Um, even though mm-hmm. that story is nothing like like Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that came out. Uh, Picard was a really huge trailer reveal. So yeah. I'm one of the few uh, Trekker slash Star Wars people that love both of them equally. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't pick sides. I just love them both. They're different things. Yeah. Um, but the Picard trailer uh, clearly lending itself to uh, the next generation in terms of it's a continuation of that storyline, uh, The um, as we call it, the Abramsverse, um, which uh, <laughs> does actually exist, but it's kind of like an alternate reality in the in the world that this takes place. Uh, I'll save you guys this, but the, well, maybe I won't. There's a lot of there's a lot of prequel stuff to the J.J. Abrams stuff with Picard that happened in the comic books, where Picard actually helps Spock go back in time, which is the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek film. Mm-hmm. So all of that actually has happened in this universe that we're about to watch with Picard. Right, mm-hmm. so it's really interesting to me, and then obviously the trailer is bringing back uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander Data. I was saying that that if you look carefully, this is clearly it's probably a hologram, but it's Data in the very early years of the show. Yeah, um, not to mention, I know Jonathan Frakes is coming back as Riker, and uh, Miana Sirtis is coming back as is. Uh, um, the doctor. I mean, there's just there's just so much. Uh, I'm sorry, Counselor Troy, not the doctor. But I'm sure you know. The, the, like, look, it's going to be a, a, <laughs> a really awesome reunion, and it looks to be uh, well done. The only thing I'm worried about is um, don't go too dark with it. Like Star Trek works when it's not dark, and what I mean by that is, you know, when Gene Roddenberry made Star Trek, he made it for like a hopeful future. And yeah, that's always the best Star Trek shows. You know what I mean? And it's just been very dark lately. So I'm hoping they kind of uh, have a modern story, but with that kind of glimmer of light for the future, because that's what makes Star Trek so great. But anyway, enough about that. It was just well done. Patrick Stewart, Stewart's going to kill it, because that's what he does. Um, yeah, I mean, and you said it. There were some other things that happened there. Before we get into Marvel, like what were some of the other things that maybe people haven't heard about or just didn't talk about enough that you were like, wow, this is amazing? Oh, man. I mean, that's... that's uh... It's hard to say because there is so there was so much at Comic Con, and it's easy for stuff to get lost yeah. in the cracks. Um, I mean, gosh, I I will admit this: like DC's Harley Quinn cartoon looks absolutely phenomenal. Oh, I bet, they, I bet it they, does. Yeah. They screened the pilot of that, and that looks really, really good. It's very funny, very uh, over the top, violent. You know, they pull no punches with the humor. Like, this isn't this is an R-rated show, folks. This is going to be an R-rated good. cartoon. Just trying um, to figure it out. <laughs> Just trying yeah. to figure it out a little bit, yeah. 
yeah, so that was uh, that was really good. Again, yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff, there, there, there's a lot of uh, what, they, what we call activations, and there was just so, so much that uh, you could do outside the convention center. I mean, it's obviously, Comedy Central was there. They had a South Park activation that's having another new season awesome. in September. Awesome. So that, yeah, so that's, you know, the fact that South Park is still going. I still remember when South Park debuted over 20 years ago. Yeah, and, me uh, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't remember that. I'm far too young to remember. <laughs> but no, yeah, Conan was actually really funny. The stuff he did at Comic Con yes. was really well done. Yeah, um, it, it is such a celebration of geekdom. It just shows how how this is this is the golden age of of being a fan of geek and nerd stuff because it's all welcome. Like, there's not even any yeah. fighting going on. You know what I mean? Um, okay, let, let's just switch gears to Marvel. We have to talk about Marvel for a yes. few minutes. I am going to I'm going to read right now um, all of the um, announced projects. This is it. I got it on my phone because there's so many of them. I could, there's no way I could memorize them, right? I yeah. probably could if I did it enough times. Okay, here we go. May 2020, Black Widow film. Fall 2020, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. The uh, poster for that, the, for those who haven't seen it, has the Captain America shield. So this is, um, I think it's been confirmed that Anthony Mackie actually will be in the Captain America armor at some point in the show. Mm. Um, so we know what that show is going to be about. November 2020, The Eternals, which will be a really, really big film. Um, yeah. It is definitely going to establish some sort of villain, in my opinion. Uh, for those of you who aren't uh, 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 familiar with the Eternals, they have been uh, hinted several times in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we've seen uh, aspects of it with Ego. Uh, we've seen, I, I think Thanos is half Eternal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He, he, he has yeah, some lineage there. Um, the head of nowhere is an eternal, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. or celestial, and then obviously the, it, so it's been in the universe, so there'll be some familiarity of it. They're doing more um, with the cosmic beings, which is a big deal. Yes, uh, it, it, that's it's going to make the MCU even bigger than it already is and more powerful. So that's yeah. November 2020, February 2021, Shang Chi, uh, which will be the first uh, Asian uh, leading character in the MCU. Uh, that should be very exciting, uh, and obviously the subtitle is. Um, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which we have seen through yes. Iron Man before, but it hints um, at the fact that they might actually do the proper Mandarin yep. now, which yeah. well, I they think said they will. Yeah, they yeah. said Mandarin is in the film, so which that's that's huge. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that, he's a classic villain that I think a lot of people. One of the gripes with Iron Man three, I think a lot of people were very disappointed that Ben Kingsley wasn't. The, the proper man, yeah. Mandarin. I think yeah. a lot of people really wanted that because he is he is he was for such a long time the Iron Man villain, and pro- people never really got him. But if you do it this way through a more, um, you if you do it through a movie that's more about mysticism and more about like magic and stuff, whereas Iron Man always tried to be as much as possible grounded in science. I think yeah. that's kind of like their idea is that like. And we'll probably, and we'll get to Doctor Strange, I'm sure, shortly. But yeah, yeah like I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. So the Mandarin is going to be in that movie. That that's going to be a very interesting release. I, I have a feeling that's going to mm-hmm. be the largest, one of the largest films Marvel's made to date. Yeah. Um, spring 2021, WandaVision, which really no one knows anything about. Um, uh, the the poster for this makes it look like it takes place in the 50s, which is what I've heard it's going to take place. But uh, who knows, mm. right? So WandaVision coming to Disney Plus. May 2021, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, this made me yes. very happy yeah. because they f- it, it, the multiverse is real. If you listened to last week's episode, the only gripe I had about um, Spider-Man, if you haven't seen it, put go forward 20 seconds. Uh, but my only gripe about <laughs> Spider-Man is the multiverse was not a real thing in the movie, but it yeah. was hinted that it might be real. So this kind of confirms that they're going to go into the multiverse um, at and, some and, point. And Scarlet Witch is, is already confirmed to be a big part of that movie. So Excellent. 
Yeah, so yeah. again, your characters are going to come back. I, I love it, right? Spring 2021, Loki on Disney+. Plus, and we know it has been confirmed that that will be the Loki from Endgame that took the Tesseract. Um, at least that's yep. what we've been told. Yep. Summer 2021, Disney+. Plus. Marvel's What If. For those of you who don't know what that is, you're going to love it. It is going to yeah. be phenomenal. We are going to get into that with our mashup today, so I'm not going to talk about it too much right now. Yep. Fall 2021, Hawkeye, Disney Plus. That should be fun. Yeah, based Remember, uh, it looks, looks like it's based off the Matt, some of the Matt Fraction run because they also yeah. said Kate Bishop, who's kind of like the young female Hawkeye, will be part yeah. of it. So that yeah. should be She was in the trailer. She yeah. was a, or a silhouette of her was in the trailer, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where it gets a little weird. November 2021. Thor, Love and Thunder. Well, they will debut the first female Thor, which is going to yeah. be very, very interesting. Uh, Jane uh, Foster, yeah. Yeah, going to be confirmed. Uh, sorry, has been confirmed. This takes place before Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yes. Whatever that means. Again, we can discuss that sometime uh, in mid-2021, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, also, announced. So these have been announced or confirmed. There are no release dates yet. Uh, Blade. Yeah. I had to do that. That's, that's what I remember. I remember when Blade. So Blade is coming back um, into the MCU, which means uh, vampires are going to be in the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see how they can do that one without that. But we'll see. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3 has been announced. Black Panther 2 has been announced. Captain Marvel 2 has been announced. And the final one, Ray. One that you have been predicting for quite some time. <laughs> the Fantastic Four has been announced, um, yes. which opens up the world to the X-Men and Doctor Doom yes. and everything and that you hold dear. And, yeah. Everything. Yeah, so uh, that will be coming. Now, some quick quick notes people have been saying. And I say quick because we can kind of move them very quickly. A lot of people were talking about what about um, – all these other characters. What happened? What about why? You and I talked about this, right? Why is there not an Avengers name in here? Because they don't need to do it. Because no. it's this is just two years of films. Yeah. This is two years, not four, seven, ten. Two years. So yeah. here's the thing. November 2021 is the last announced film. That means yeah. you're going to get a new Avengers sometime in 22, uh, 2022. It's all building towards that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is this. They didn't, they didn't need to announce that. Um, this is, I yeah. mean, this is, I mean, how much... But what you wanted more? <laughs> like we you're don't get, need you're getting three. Up. You're getting yeah. three movies yeah. and like, or two to three movies and like two to three TV yeah. shows a year. Yeah, well, now, let me, let me like, count them up again. Look, look. So in 2021, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things come out in 2021. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, we don't need Ant Man, Hulk, Rocket, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and uh, War Machine popping out of the ship just yet. Yes. Okay. Let, let's let's build up to that. And let, let's yeah. be honest, you didn't know Avengers were coming out when Iron Man came out. So um, right. that's one thing you can push aside. Um, the other thing was a lot of people just like again certain sequels that had not kind of really come out yet. Um, they don't need to do that. Remember, these characters are going to come into these these storylines. And again, it's only two years. It's only yeah. two years. It's right? only two like, years of content. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping in mind that that Endgame just ended. You know, like and Spider Man's out. Just you know, I trust Marvel 100. percent I oh, trust yeah. them on all of these. Um, and I'm excited. I'm really excited for Blade. Like, because that was a bit of, yeah, of a surprise. Too. But I think Kevin Kevin Feige went on record and being like, "Yeah, we didn't have plans for that originally." But Mahershala Ali, who's going to play Blade, like approached us, and when Mahershala Ali says, "I want to be Blade in the Marvel yes. Universe," you kind of just make it happen. Yeah. He had, and he also has Wesley Snipes' uh, blessing uh, pr- blessing to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why people get mad about that. I don't really need to see Wesley Snipes right now. 
No, um, I mean it's it's been it's been twenty years. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, it's. I mean, he, he gets it. I, I'm sure they'll do something nice where maybe he's like a vampire or, or like a or, or something. Maybe they'll make a cameo maybe. or something like. Maybe he'll be Whistler. I don't know. But it, 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 here's the thing. This is the thing about Blade. Um, a lot of people don't realize this. Blade is the reason reason you have an MCU. Um, without yeah. Blade, none of this is happening. So um, a lot of people don't realize this, but but uh, it wasn't Marvel Studios at the time when Blade came out. It was Marvel Films. Was released, yeah, it was. Right, and, yeah. and they didn't even make that much money on that. Uh, what yeah. happened was it just showed that a rated R comic book film could work. And that yeah. film led the way to X-Men, Spider-Man, uh, yeah. and the kind of the Fox movies. And then the, obviously the uh, and, and Marvel Studios was built with Iron Man. But you, none of these would have happened without the original Blade films. Yeah. So it's nice to see them return to that. Um, people are freaking out. Like, oh, God, there's going to be vampires? Are you kidding me? We, we're in space. Like, we're doing, you know, what, what, I, I never get arguments like that. It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, in Game of Thrones, where do they find those big chains? Who gives a shit? It's a, it's a fantasy show. Like, like, what are you, are you kidding me right now with that stuff? Oh, there's going to be vampires. Yeah. You know why there's going to be vampires in the MCU? Because there's vampires in the MCU, people. Yeah. Okay. They've always been there. They just haven't been in the movies yeah. yet. Like, it's yeah. just it's stuff there's like been, that. Kills there's it. been vampires for a very long time in Marvel Comics. But Dracula Ray, is Ray. like a mean. Vampires aren't real, Ray. <laughs> vampires Le- aren't real. Lee, Lee, this might be a shock, but neither are superheroes. You are a superhero to me, Ray. Oh, well, thank you. Okay, superheroes with p- powers, right? Like, I can't fly. I can eat. My, the I'll most I can do my is dreams. I can eat, like, a plate of ravioli in, like, 30 seconds. Like, that's my superpower. I can't power. do that, Ray. <laughs> Vampires aren't real, Ray. Now, Thanos is completely believable, <laughs> okay? I believe that Tony Stark could figure out time travel in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> But vampires, you've gone too far. <laughs> okay, the point is this. Let them do it. They're going to do it the right way. I'm yes. sure that the vampire world will be an underworld in this. Um, get yeah. that reference. All right, yeah. but like, like, just what are you doing? <laughs> it's, there's going to be vampires? Yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to have vampires. In the, you know why? Yes. Do you want to know why? Listen, you want to hear something funny? We're due for that in 2022. <laughs> okay? Yeah. If you, if, this, is, this is a little theory. I always found this really funny. The vampire culture genre reinvents itself every twelve years. Right? Yeah, it's it's really funny to watch. So like when you and I were growing up, uh, Interview with a Vampire, that entire yeah. series, the original the Blade, Dan. and like you mentioned, the original Blade, Blade trilogy, right? of course, uh, Bram deal. Stoker's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like. Yeah, I could go back even further. You can go back to the eighties. Actually, you can go all the way back to the eighties, and, you, and you've got yeah. you've got all those vampire. You know, uh, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out. Um, Va- um, vampires are just always. It's just an always every a popular twelve years. Thing. It's, a, it's a classic yeah. story. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, it's, it's the thing. It just kind of comes. It does too much, and it goes away. Right, yeah. I can't believe I'm, I'm forgetting that movie with Keith for Sutherland. Um, uh, uh, Lost Boys. Yes, or, yes. Yeah. Thank you. So like, like Buffy, Lost Boys went away. Interview yeah. with the Vampire, Queen of the Damned went away. Twilight, thankfully went, went away. away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> Gone. Right. All right. And then Un- Underworld was in there too. Underworld was a really good yes. series. All right. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was kind of during the Twilight period. Um, a little earlier, probably a little more. Uh, I would say, yeah, a little, that. little earlier, but, but then carried through and beyond, actually. Yeah, yeah. but we're we're due. <laughs> yeah, we're due for vampires. And listen, yeah, I want Marvel to do it if we're gonna do it. Yeah. Okay. The, and here's the thing: there's a lot of great uh, vampirial made that word up uh, villains <laughs> in the MCU that people don't talk about, right? Yeah. You know, no. there's a lot of yeah. Go ahead. 
No, I mean, for sure. There's a lot. I mean, Blade has a lot of great villains. I mean, again, yeah. I mentioned it briefly earlier, including the most classic one of all, Dracula. Dracula. Like, I mean, and that's an awesome comic, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, the fact that you can work in one of the most iconic villains of all time. Now, they probably there's probably something where it had to be a very stylized Dracula because typically Universal, ha- Universal has that as a movie monster. Of course, but, yeah. You know, they screwed that be, up too. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it had to be a very certain kind of Dracula that they, yeah. if they wanted to do that as the main villain. But Blade yeah. has a, a very rich history of a lot of vampires that he has to fight, and I think that um, because this will be reestablishing him, you're going to get a bit of an origin story. So he probably won't be going yeah. after he- the head bad guy immediately. So I think, yeah, I think. Calm yourselves. Calm yourselves. Yeah. This is going to be real good, yeah. I think. Deal with it. The Daywalker has returned. Yes. Or is returning, and it's going to be great. Um, so, okay, that that is the Marvel lineup. Very excited. Yeah. Very, and, you know. And just yeah, you, quickly, just yeah. want to briefly mention, too, James Gunn. And we knew this was happening, but he confirmed it now. The reason yeah. why Guardians 3 is not is not sooner, not only is it better to fit into this new timeline they've created, but he also said, look, I have a, I have a commitment now to do the Suicide Squad for DC. Yeah. Then I yeah. will go back and do Guardians because we all know the debacle and the drama that happened around that. Yes. Uh, so, you know, when he obviously with, with his comments from 10 years ago, he left Marvel, then they've made up and blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, so. And you'll, you'll see these characters throughout this this two-year period. I mean, you, I, I, Marvel's yeah. too deep now to not share characters from each film. Yeah. Um, and again, we, we talked about this. I thought they actually did a really good job of that in, in Spider-Man, not not overshadowing Spider-Man. But yeah, um, yeah look, the MCU is alive and well. Uh, it was good to see this because we kind of didn't know what was coming for a while. So just to have it confirmed, it gives you that feeling again of, oh man, there's so much more coming. Fantastic Four uh, is a huge deal that they've announced that. Again, we will have yeah. in-depth conversations, but that's a really big deal. Um, Fantastic Four, which really have never been given due justice in film. Not that the original one they made or that those two, they weren't bad. They were just, they were too early, for lack of a better word. Um, we're not going to yeah. talk about the Fox one, literally. We're not going to talk about it. Um, and uh, it does open up the MCU to a bigger world, especially if it's done right. But the only other uh, Comic-Con thing I want to talk about, Ray, um, before we get to the mailbag, was uh, Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick had a trailer oh, come yeah. out. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, no, I, I was a big Top Gun fan uh, growing up, so I was actually really excited to, to see this. Uh, looks insanely fun. Trailer really harped back to the past and in the present. Uh, Tom Cruise looks great. I mean, like like you said, I don't have much to say, in it, although that it looks fun. Don't get too lost uh, in the, again, the, like the, what we're talking about with vampires, the realism of it. It's Top yeah. Gun. It's going to be fun. The yeah. camera angles in the trailer looked unbelievable. I was told yeah. that that actually is Tom Cruise in the jet flying. Yes, it's not, that's not CGI. Like that's a, yeah. some of that. Most of that's real footage, mm-hmm. um, which harks back to the original Top Gun, which was all real footage. Like they, um, Bruckheimer really broke down some filming ba- boundaries with that film uh, to get realistic um, jets in that, and they've done it again. I love the idea of the beginning. It opens up with him is like you've never been promoted. You're trying to, despite your hardest efforts, you're not dead. You know, and you're still uh, Captain Pete Mitchell, and yeah, I, it, it just looks like fun. I want to go to the movie, leave with a smile after that. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, it, it looks great. I, it looks like you said a lot of fun. Um, you know, I mean, he's basically the idea is, is that Goose's son has grown up, and he kind of becomes a mentor to yeah. him, and so you kind of have that throwback to the original and all that other stuff. Uh, I, I wanted to check real quick. It's it's been changed now. But uh, originally, when the, when the Wikipedia for the movie came out, somebody put, and I want to mention this because it's funny, it's like, it's basically 
Tom Cruise's uh, Maverick character has been struggling for the past 34 years to finally land his <laughs> his Tomcat on the on the aircraft carrier in the <laughs> video <laughs> game for the NES <laughs> that was based off the original. He's running movie. low on fuel, Ray. <laughs> yes, exactly. left, left, up, yeah. up, down, down. I left, think left. I think I successfully landed that plane once <laughs> i did too i did it one time yeah and i did not appreciate it at the time because i was young and now i look back on that and I'm like wow i landed yes. i landed the, jet the only the, o- the only get the only and then one of my favorite I, I didn't watch him a lot but the angry video game nerd did an episode <laughs> of that and he also had a he hated the power glove but yeah. then somehow was able to use the power glove to land the plane in top yeah. gun second mission the video game and he was yeah. like I finally know what the, what these yeah. things were meant for. So, uh, real quick, if you if you don't watch the Angry Video Game Nerd, used to be the Angry Nintendo Nerd, but he changed it to Angry Video Game Nerd. I've been watching right. him for years. Uh, he's yeah. from New Jersey, actually. Um, yeah. Surprise! Uh, surprise! Yeah, right. All the best <laughs> stuff comes out of New Jersey, and then we steal it, and then we leave New Jersey, right? Yeah. You know, I, I stole the best thing from New Jersey, which is my wife, and then you know you left. So. There's not much for me there. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, check him out too if you have an angry video game nerd. He's fun to watch, um, uh, especially the early stuff was really good. Uh, yeah, YouTube channel. Um, but uh, yeah, Top Gun looks really fun. Another side note, real quick, I finally got to see Detective Pikachu last night. Nice, uh, another insanely fun film. Uh, really, just nailed it. I mean, there's no other yeah, way to say it. That movie has no no right to be as good as it was. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was. It harked back so much to my childhood, and then it also made it yeah. modern. And again, it just it knew exactly what it needed to be, and it did that. It did it perfectly. And I'm, I'm not even going to talk about my like minor like critiques of it because the, the the movie was too much fun. All right, especially Psyduck. Yeah. Psyduck. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> right. Let's move on to the mailbag because we actually have a really great question in the mailbag this week. Yes, uh, Michelle writes in, uh, how do you guys feel about having a female James Bond? I feel for a fictional character that is recognizable as a male spy should stay a male spy. But then again, Doctor Who finally got there with the first female doctor. Uh, I, I think that uh, – the, 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 I understand the logic, but I think we need to, to clarify that uh, for Michelle's sake that – uh, technically, it's going to be the first 007, yeah. not uh, the first female James Bond. It's not, as, as when me and Lee were doing the prep earlier, Lee said, not Jamie, it's not going to be Jamie Bond. It's still <laughs> going to be Daniel Craig as James Bond. It's that the idea is that the numbers are just numbers that can be assigned yeah. to any British spy. So what's going to probably happen is James Bond is going to walk away from MI6. There's yeah. going to be an opening, and then they're going to assign 007 to someone else in this case we know is going to be um uh a, a female a black female so yeah. uh which is cool which i i think is perfectly fine in that regard because i mean yeah it, it makes sense that yes james bond will always be james bond and you can reassign these numbers and again and, and also with doctor who it makes sense to do a female doctor because in that in in that world the doctor can always there's no limit to what the doctor when the doctor regenerates yeah, they can regenerate as one ever. I mean, it's an ongoing joke that he never regenerates as as with uh, as a ginger. Um, you know, that's a, that's a, you know, he's like, oh, not 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 this time. And it, it's a it's an ongoing joke. But it, so this way, it, it's it, for that universe that makes sense. And for this universe, they're doing it in a way that makes sense. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's what is. Uh, it was cool about it. And I think, and, and not to bring up a sore subject, but I think like I think that's part of the reason why a lot of folks got kind of harped on the female ghostbusters movie was because in that universe it 
didn't necessarily make as much sense like to reboot it why not just have the old guys pass yeah. it on to yeah that wasn't a women. That, that wasn't a gender problem i think um not right uh, let me jump into a few of these things so so um one is that uh yeah james bond i'm with ray on this james bond should always remain james bond i actually like the idea of the torch being passed on through the 007 code mm-hmm. okay um but as he said mi6 and 007 007 is a number anyone can hold that title um, that doesn't bother me at all. I also think this opens up a really cool um, universe in the James Bond universe where uh, you could have James Bond films and 007 films now. Yes. Um, and they can interact with each other, which is really cool because then you're empowering both characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about other female characters, okay, so we also have to talk about Thor real quick. We just established earlier in the episode you're going to have a female yes. Thor. So Thor is one of those characters, too, that the power of Thor does not belong to just Thor. Okay. Right. Um, and in the comic books, there was a female Thor for quite a, quite a while. Actually, There's actually been two female Thor. Yeah. Jane, 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 Four female, uh, female Thor. Thor. There's. Uh, <laughs> I'm still thinking Fantastic Four. Uh, okay. But the, Jane, Jane Foster, who of course yeah. is his love interest originally, becomes Thor, and then also Valkyrie. Later yeah. takes on the mantle of Thor, and then of course there's also Better Ray Bill, which I'm not really sure what Bill is, but he's. he's <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, the point is that, is that the power can kind of can can go between two beings who are worthy. Yeah, keep, keeping in mind too that the the current king of Asgard is Valkyrie. So you know another yeah. thing to keep in mind. Um, but as you said, also uh, with the female Ghostbusters, uh, we can even talk about the Little Mermaid a little bit here. I guess that kind of goes into the geekdom. It's all Disney at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, the, the the female Ghostbusters. And uh, here's the thing: there was some uh, very inappropriate flack for them being female. But I don't think that had to do yeah. with the fandom so much. That's just misogynist idiots that right. don't know what they're talking about. The reason that film failed is because here's the thing. I've watched that film, and I, at one time I watched it, I said, okay, I'm going to not apply any of my previous Ghostbusters knowledge to this film. It's and not just, a bad and, and, film. Yeah, yeah. And when you do that, it's actually kind of funny. It's not amazing. It's not great, but it was entertaining, yeah. and it was what it was. But the problem is when you have an iconic franchise like Ghostbusters, you can't just do that. This is why right. you haven't seen Back to the Future come back yet, okay, because cause you, can't, you can't call it Back to the Future, right, because it's, no. it's too loved. Now, I'd love to see a time travel film like that, but you, mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. If you're rebooting that and you don't have Marty McFly, I mean, why would I watch that, right? right. And, and here's the thing. This is why I can give you a great example. This is why Hot Tub Time Machine worked because it is the same yeah. movie almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not Back to the Future. So, right. uh, and uh, I'll never forgive Marvel for making Back to the Future look stupid. But um, in Endgame, <laughs> um, although we've talked about this, in Endgame, they actually do the exact same thing that they do in Back to the Future. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the, the, and, and this is why the new Ghostbusters film will probably do well because you've established a canon and characters, and like you said, Ray, they really should have just handed off or, or passed the torch. There's nothing wrong with passing yeah. the torch. I feel like sometimes people go, "I can't do that," you know. It's like, why not? What's wrong with that? They're characters, okay? Yeah. Keeping in mind too, like they're talking about, like there was a big hoopla when they had <clears throat> talked about having an African American Superman, and I didn't understand the big deal with that either. Like he's not human. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's Kryptonian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the other thing, too, is that, um, uh, you know, Little Mermaid, which was funny, is that uh, there's going to be an African-American Little Mermaid now in the live-action film. People lost their yeah. minds about the tradition. And it's like, your tradition goes back to 1989, and it's a cartoon. It's and a cartoon. Think, yeah, if you think this is a problem, you've actually completely missed the point of The Little Mermaid, which is all yeah. about the inclusion of everyone yes. together. She, You know what yes. I mean? She's a mermaid. She's not a human. She's a mermaid. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, everybody learning it. to accept and love themselves yeah. for who they are and what they are. Yeah. What do you call that again? Spoon. 
Okay. What is it there? What do I see? I have to listen to Disney every day because I have a daughter and son. <laughs> Part of that world. Okay, I'm done. Anyway, um, that's all I'll do my singing today. But, you know, it, it, a lot of these arguments are just, it's changed. Deal with it. You know, what do you want me to say? Like, like I, I just yeah. I can't stand some of these arguments. You know, if they want to make the Little Mermaid an African-American, fine. Who cares? Right? It's yeah. like, well, what's going to be next? Huh? Are they going to do that? Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. shut, <laughs> shut up. All right? Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to say, too, is this, is that um, I actually, um, uh, you know, my wife is a strong woman. My mother was a strong woman. I've always been around strong women. So I think that it's not so much about replacing male characters as it is about also creating strong female characters yeah. that exist, which is something, again, Marvel has actually done a really good job with, uh, creating yeah. very strong female characters. Um, and and I, I don't, I don't, I like that as well, like, like to be original. Um um, and like I said, I understand the, the the power that comes with like yeah, female Thor. But you know, like when I look at like female characters, like you start to realize how ground breaking like Xena was at the time she came out, which again yeah. started through Hercules. You know, she started as a bad guy in Hercules, but she stood on her own. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you know, um, uh, Supergirl right now is a really strong uh, show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like we so, got we got Batwoman coming out later this year. Exactly. You know, like, like you know, create strong female characters that can stand on. The, you know, you know, it's not always about replacing. Although, yeah. I, as we said, 007, you know, Thor, it, 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 you can work passing those into the, the story. Passing the torch, yeah. making it work within the canon, I think, is perfectly fine. And that's right. the thing, I think. And if anything, I'm actually excited for, for female Thor because uh, I think a lot of people have, have noted this, is that Natalie Portman didn't have a lot of uh, agency, a lot of cha- really just an ability to show off her amazing acting ability yes. in that those first two movies. And yeah. now with her as the lead, uh, you know, as Jane Foster, as Thor, I, I think that uh, we could actually get something really special out of the Marvel Universe with this. So. Yeah, here, here's the thing, some really great point. Quick notes on Natalie Portman. So a few things people don't realize about Natalie Portman. She's a Harvard grad. She has an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, she's Padme Amidala. So she's not, she, she's been in this universe a lot longer than anybody in Marvel has technically, okay? Mm. And she, she was the only redeeming quality of those prequels, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, or my brother always says, and he, I love this quote. He goes, "Oh, the prequels are great as long as no one's talking." Yeah. <laughs> I love, it. and it's so true, right? Because the battle yeah. scenes in that are not bad at all. Yes. But uh, Natalie Portman uh, kind of estranged herself from Thor because they her role was just not strong enough, and I think she she was kind of vocal about that, like like I'm becoming a ditz in this, and that's not what I am. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they were able to mend that relationship a little bit when uh, she appeared in Endgame, even though that was used footage from Thor two. Right, um, but obviously they had to speak with her to do that, and now that they're offering to, so um, she's an incredibly strong woman to begin with. I think it's a perfect, perfect casting. I shouldn't say casting; it's per- it makes a lot of sense. Is all I'm trying to say. Yes, because um, she is one hell of an actress. Um, yeah, and 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 she will be strong in that role. So, yeah, Natalie Portman is uh, is is awesome in that, and you're seeing this all over the gamut right now. But uh, one thing we got to talk about, you know, it's uh, we're about 45 minutes in. Uh, we got to talk about there is so much. Sports stuff happening, Ray. I mean, it's like we can't even keep up with how much stuff is happening in the sports season right now, you know, in July, which is my favorite sports month, Ray. Do you know why? I hate this month. I hate July and August in sports. I hate all of this. Okay, listen. This is nothing against baseball, okay? Baseball's a leisure sport. But I hate this time of the year. This is nothing to talk about. Everybody's losing their minds over over free agency. And, like, you're, you're, we're always looking for crap this time of year. Give me my yes. hockey and my football back yeah. and my basketball yeah. <laughs> in, in October. October's the best month for a reason. Everything gets going at some point in that. Yeah. 
Okay, Everything is going, and it's and it's baseball's championship. So yeah, I like, I yeah. hate sport. I hate it this time of year, sports wise. <laughs> okay, because here's the deal: ninety percent chance you know if your baseball team's even in it or not at this point, right? Yeah. Okay, my team's been underperforming. All they've been Philly's been winning recently, but it's like I don't like. It's just like, I'm gonna bang my head on the microphone too. <laughs> just hate this. I hate this time of year. Yeah. Right. I mean, next next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs> next week we might have a little hot stove. Uh, for baseball, but like even that, like we're we're waiting, we're just waiting for something to happen oh, in baseball the with days, the trade man. deadline, and it's yeah. like at least at the time that we're recording this, it's 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 uh, eight o'clock Pacific time, July twenty sixth. Nothing major has broken in baseball yet, uh, and it's just kind of a waiting game. And I think that uh, I mean I I'm I'm a big baseball guy, and of course my Yankees are doing very very well. So I'm. Uh, oh, I'm, are they? Ray, are the Yankees winning again? <laughs> uh, Same story. I, Lee, when you look at I've the state it. of my other sports years. teams, I need the Yankees. I need, I the, need Yankees. the Yankees. Give me a break. I'm never going to give you anything. No. When you look at the Giants and the, the Rangers, Yankees. actually the Rangers might be pretty good this year, but you look at the Giants and the Knicks, I need the Yankees. Oh, it's been so tough on you, Ray, with the Yankees and Giants and Rangers and the Knicks. It's been so tough. Your life has been so <laughs> I don't ever want to hear you talk about this again. <laughs> I love I love Yankee logic. It's tough. Why? We haven't won a World Series in so long. It's been 10 years. Oh my god. <laughs> Give me a break. I'm actually going to bring out the baseball standings. Might as well do something sporty so it looks like we're doing what we're doing. So the Yankees are doing really well. Way to go, Yankees. I hate this, Ray. Ray, I hate this. I hate this, Ray. Okay. Let's keep going. All right. Oh, let's look at the MLB standings because nobody else has standings right now. Thank you, ESPN, the app. I don't care about the UFC right now. Standings. Okay. So, yeah, the Yankees are doing well. They're nine and a half games up on first. Well, I haven't seen that before. What's going to happen there? <laughs> Oh, my God. Phillies dropped a third in the NL East. Five and a half games out. Atlanta. Those jerks are running it again. I'm not going to stay in this long. Let's just go to the wild card. That's all that really matters. Anyway, Phillies, one game out of the wild card spots. Plural, because there's two of them now. Yay. Yep. Baseball. Let's not talk about that again for at least okay. three or four weeks. All right. So <laughs> to, salvage our, <laughs> to salvage our sports segment a little bit, uh, one news story that did break yesterday that at least out here in L.A. got a lot of people up in arms is that the Clippers organization has unveiled plans for a new stadium in Englewood. Now, for those who don't know, Englewood is one of the uh, poorer sections of Los Angeles, but it's also where they're building a new football stadium, uh, and it's also, um, I believe, yeah, and it's also where now they're going to have this new basketball stadium, and people are getting very frustrated because suddenly now you're seeing people who have lived in Englewood most of their lives or, or who they are being priced out because property values are, are, are skyrocketing. Um, although, I mean, the Clippers have said that they're the ta- the city and they are splitting the costs, I believe, and that it's not going to cost the taxpayers anything. There's still going to be a, a massive spike in property value that could hurt the current residents there. And a lot of the people who live in Englewood were very unhappy with this announcement yesterday. So, so Lee, I want to ask you, is this – uh, a good thing for Los Angeles for the Clippers to be getting their own arena, and if it, you know, and what does this mean for the surround? Is it good for LA as a whole? So, two things on this subject: one of them is serious, and one of them is not. Right. So, um, I think it's cool for the Clippers to get their own arena, just because it kind of will pull them out of the shadows of the Lakers a little bit. Yes. Um, and this is definitely the time for that to happen. Um, yes. Because uh, Lakers are about to be very big again soon. So. Um, 
basketball in California is is unbelievable uh, in terms of how that sport has grown in that state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this just adds to it. Um, the the not so serious thing I'm going to say is this, and, and I want I, I do want to preface this. Everything you said is is very valid. I'm not making fun of you here, but this is a show, and we're talking about property value <laughs> in Englewood, <laughs> not sports. I mean, we're, we're we're but it's a fair point. This is what I hate this time of year, man. Okay. <laughs> Right, we're grasping at straws, but yeah, everything you said is right. It's like it's just I don't I don't care, right? Like just, I don't care. Property values at Englewood, like, like hey, you get a basketball stadium, enjoy it. No one's gonna talk about this in fifteen years. You know what I mean? Like like I, I mean, look, not not trying to be seriously. If, if that's affecting you, I'm sorry, but I just come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it look it'll, it'll be good for the Clippers to get their own stadium. Um, you know, the, the, and look, the stadiums up on the. I mean, Seattle's got a stadium coming um, for hockey. For hockey yep. But that, that look, you might have a basketball team there one day. You never know the way that sports city works. I mean, they've had one before, yeah. obviously. Um, there was yeah. another stadium going up somewhere too that I've, I can't remember. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's that time of the year. Stadium building, you know, property values, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, was there anything else? That, something else happened? Oh, oh, uh, you know what else is happening in sports? Uh, we stopped as is uh, professor wrestling real quick. Um, oh yeah, yeah. AEW announced October second yeah. is the debut of their weekly show on TNT to directly compete with WWE. And I yes. know I, for yeah. one, am kind of excited for this. Yeah, well, like, I think this is going to be good. For, this is going to be good for professional wrestling it in is. general because WWE has gotten stagnant without competition, and AEW. Right. Has a lot of the best talent in the world, and yep. they've they've poached a lot of great talent from WWE, uh, including my one of my idols growing up, good old Jr. Jim Ross is play by play man now. Like I mean, like the fact that Jim Ross went left WWE after working for them for like thirty, almost thirty years, yeah. uh, twenty five years, I think. It's like that's that just kind of shows that th- this brand has some serious momentum, yeah. and WWE should be concerned. Well, we'll here's the deal. The WWE um, has always been best when it has a competitor, right? Yeah. The, the, the greatest years by far were the Monday Night Wars, by far, yeah. right? And then, obviously, honestly, when they merged, that's, it just went downhill after that. I mean, it just wasn't, wasn't the same after that. Yeah. Um, I, I've also been uh, – <clears throat> my limited wrestling experience now, I used to watch a lot more when I was younger, but I did notice some twinges of the Attitude Era – starting to come back uh, a little yeah. bit. So um, the other thing is like the game within the game here. What I find fascinating about this move is actually that uh, Vince McMahon's um, attention is diverted right now with the XFL. Uh, yeah. Not to say that Shane and, and Triple H and everybody don't have a massive stake in running that company. I actually don't know how much Vince McMahon's super involved. I don't think he would have done this if he was like the head man. But um, it's, it's an interesting time to have a, ch- a competitor in professional wrestling. Yeah, um, and it, it's it's a good time to do it because again, it needs to happen. So you're going to see wrestling um, worlds combine. You're going to see the football worlds <laughs> combine. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I the think XFL. I, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think that part of it is is, is that Stephanie and Triple H do a lot of the day to day now, and you're right, their dad, the dad is the distracted in Vince. But I think that also yeah. it says a lot that Vince has now put Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. Yeah. His two biggest competitors which from the 90s from, from yeah, w- WCW and ECW are now Will in charge of, yeah. of Monday Night Raw and and SmackDown. And I think that says a lot because I think that those are the guys who knew – I think Vince sees AEW as a credible threat and yeah. is like, I need to bring in the guys who were the most credible threat to me brilliant. Yeah. to counteract this. 
Yeah. So or, or build on it, like because like, they yeah. know it's a good thing too. I mean, like they've been through this before, and like I wouldn't yeah. be surprised one day if it comes out that everybody's actually in this together. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but but because uh, hey, listen, like they they it's need all something. One major work. Yeah, they they needed something. That's it, it's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but they need something. Okay, so in the sports world, like I was talking about professional wrestling, property values, and baseball. <laughs> I hate this time of year. Anyway, let's move on to our mashup. I'm really excited about our mashup today. Okay, yes. so um, we hinted at this earlier. Um, today's mashup is all about what ifs. Okay, so Marvel announced a, uh, I believe it was, was it Disney Plus film Disney or is it Plus actually a film? animated series. Yes. So what what if is, for those of you who are not aware, is they, they pretty much go through scenarios in the Marvel uh, universe. They've done this before in, 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 in Marvel, and they just change something. So something would be like, uh, what if uh, Tony Stark was never captured in the desert, right? Right. Uh, or or what if uh, something else didn't? What what if it Thor would have never Captain went, America yeah. was never unfrozen? Yeah. Or or they'll do something like, what if uh, Peggy Carter became Captain America? Right. right. So yeah. it's just this really great story, and from what I've been told about the film, I'm sorry, the the show. Is that there'll be several episodes, and they're actually bringing back all the actors to voice their characters. So yes, um, and I, I I think Anthony Mackie actually confirmed that he's in it, and like like so like it's going to mm-hmm. be a really cool thing. And um, real like Star Wars has done this before. Like a lot of a lot of uh, groups have done the Star Wars what ifs were really good. <laughs> yeah, really really good. Uh, again, we'll get into those in another episode. So what we're going to do today is the mashup is Ray and I are going to torture each other. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we instead of us like saying what would be a great what if we we have both created a what if scenario for each other that is no doubt no doubtedly going to be painful to think about right and we'll probably end up bickering and it'll be hilarious <laughs> okay so I, I, Ray I have I have a feeling I know what yours is so I'm gonna go first because I don't want you okay. to ruin my job because this was my idea okay <laughs> Ray Ray the yes. date is February third two thousand and eight yeah okay. The catch. Eli Manning and the Giants are trailing the New England Patriots. Ray, David Tyree gets a pass. He he catches it with his hand on his helmet, Ray, yeah. and then it drops. And they don't make the catch, and they lose the Super Bowl, Ray. What if that happened? What would have happened? Oh, uh, what would have happened? Tom Coughlin would have been fired a lot fired. sooner than he You're was. gone. Eli, Eli would not have, Eli probably would have been let go a long time ago. We would, we would have, what's interesting is we might have gotten one of these fran- current franchise quarterbacks. We might have gotten them earlier because the Giants franchise, I think, after that would have absolutely spiraled downward. No, no second Super Bowl, Ray. Yeah, if we if that catch, I think, yes, helps Spurs the second Super Bowl four more years later. Yes. And really against the, the Patriots, against the Patriots. And that a thing that makes, you and I can both agree is a good thing. <laughs> yes. I, and I mean, that really is what made Eli's career. Uh, I think in what is because like without those Super Bowl rings, Eli is probably considered a oh, middle yeah. of the road quarterback. And he kind of just he probably peters out and there's no none no, of this he, controversy. Like, who's the heir apparent to yeah. Eli Manning? And it's like, but he, he, he just would have been the Manning that didn't win the Super Bowl if this if that happened. Yeah. Also, he, no one, he, he no would one. Been, he would have been compared more to his dad than to yeah. his brother. And and no one would know the name David Tyree. No. Uh, the uh, I think Steve Sable labeled it at the time because I have a feeling I know where that's going. Uh, at, at the time, the uh, the greatest football play that ever happened. I think he said that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Tyree drops the ball in heartbreaking fashion, so close. 
you know, or maybe the ref yeah. calls pass interference and it's still catch some bitch. Um, anyway, I mean, or or yeah. even it, or the biggest thing about about that play is I think it's uh, Mike Carey who was the referee. He was like, I was a split second away from blowing the whistle and saying Eli was sacked because he was yeah. in the grass. Yeah, like yeah. he never even gets the pass off, and like, and then that's what happens, right? So, fun um, fact, fun fact, uh, David Tyree prior to this uh, really like. Not a, like just not like the four I catches. Think, I think four I catches gonna, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was season. about to say. I think yes. I think he had. I think he had four catches in the Super Bowl, and he had like four catches the entire season up yeah. to that point. I think, and that's what you needed to do to beat the, those Patriots. You needed to use a weapon that you they weren't they wouldn't game plan for because they were going to try and take away Plaxico. They were going to take away Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs. They knew what the Giants' best offensive weapons were. Yeah. David Tyree was our best, our fourth receiver. Yeah, and he made and the he biggest won the Super catch. Bowl. He made the biggest he catch of <laughs> yeah. of a lot of people's careers. Of yeah. of yeah, like I mean, it just it made a lot of careers. On that it is one play. definitely now the number two play in Super Bowl history. Ray, was that a good segue for you? Or I no? was about to say because I think the number one play, and I, I think it's like this is how much me like I kind of knew where he was going to go when he recommended this topic, and then like he's and he's like, "Do you have something?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I got something." I think he knew uh, where I was going. So I mean, so so Lee talking about Super Bowls yeah. against the Patriots. Oh yeah, uh, let's talk about Super Bowls, right? Wh- which one do you have? Because we've uh, got uh, so many Super Bowls to pick from. I yeah, wonder what this. Is. Let me see what this is going to be. Huh? I got, let me think here. What uh. if? What if so? Okay, so actually, I ha- I have. Yeah, I'm gonna go with this one because I just thought of one <laughs> that would really would have been really to. interesting. It has to be what happens if you if similar to Tom Brady several plays earlier, it's just out of his reach. What if Foles doesn't make the catch on the Philly special? Right. What happens now? Now here's the thing. This is actually an interesting one because we didn't mm-hmm. win the game on that catch. Right. Okay. Te- so, te- te- technically, we didn't win the game on the Tyree catch either. We need yeah, you still need to yeah, do, you did. finish yeah, you the drive. <laughs> yeah, you won the game because of that catch. Right? We broke. The, we broke their. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So so uh, like, like if that catch doesn't happen, you don't win. That's that's a hundred percent. because that that, yes. that was what the play was, right? So here's the deal: if we don't run the Philly special, um, we just kind of leave the first half. Uh, I think we're still ahead actually at that point. So it's an interesting situation where, like, I can't tell you what would have happened in the game. It would have been really close because uh, what happened at the end of the game was the Pats had a chance to tie. They didn't actually have a chance to win. Right. So I think it just would have been Tom Brady would have been in a position to win the game, mm-hmm. if assuming everything else happens the way that it happens. Right. Um, and it, we, technically, we still would win, but who knows, right? If It's a different scenario, right? So that's number one. Yeah. Number two, if the Eagles did end up losing that Super Bowl, I would not have a poster on my wall of uh, Kelsey's <laughs> speech. To the Philadelphia yeah. <laughs> faithful, which I'd been waiting for my entire life, uh, also would not have had a parade, and uh, yeah, and I'd still be sitting here listening to you rip on the Eagles. Uh, but that's <laughs> not what happened. We did win the Super Bowl. No, l- listen, it, it, that, that is by far the most iconic sports moment, probably in Philadelphia history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, look, I, I'm biased, but you'll, I mean that is the, that is probably the greatest play in the history of the Super Bowl. I don't think anybody would yeah. would deny that at this point, just yeah, in terms of true. a play. Um, fourth down, backup quarterback. The other guys in the play were both undrafted free agents yep. that came to the team uh, against the Patriots, against Bill Belichick. I mean, it, it, the guts on that play were – I mean, anybody who denies that just doesn't doesn't know anything yeah. what they're talking about. I don't be an Eagles fan to tell you that. But, yeah, that's a good – what was the other one? I mean, because that's, that's a good one. I mean, but so, like, it's, it's a little yeah. different. Like, you never, you never know. We could have won the game still. 
I think this one actually would have more would have far reaching more re- far reaching ramifications. No. What if in the Eagles' first Super Bowl against the Patriots with McNabb and T.O. Sore subject, yeah. What if there was no cheating? What if Vinatieri misses the field goal that because you, you lost by three, yeah. 24-21? What if what if the Eagles won that Super Bowl? So really quick on this, Ray is actually the only pr- Ray was with me when, when we played both Super Bowls. I just realized mm-hmm. that that's a, that's a little known fact that Ray was there, and uh, they still tease me today, Ray and our other friend Ray, because I said during the 2004 Super Bowl, uh, verbally out loud, it's like they know every play we're running before we run it. Yeah, and it turns out they did. <laughs> All right, uh, at least that's what's been said. Okay, so um, listen. I think first off, the, the Eagles win that Super Bowl. All right, because there were some amazing things like To came back from injury to play in that Super and Bowl, and that one catch down the sideline to make yeah. it close that touchdown catch. Like, yeah, yeah, it was a big. I mean, and the Eagles were really playing well. McNabb was really playing well. So I, I would actually say that I bet you we win that Super Bowl, um, and that would really change the franchise because uh, like. You know, that would have put us in a position to probably do even more. And I'm thinking about because remember that was the fourth year in a row we had been to the NFC Championship game, first time yeah. we had won it in a long time. Um, think about it. Here's the thing: it's not even what it does to the Eagles. What's that do to the Pats if they lose that yeah. Super Bowl? Well, I mean, what does it do you to know? a lot? Of, I bet you, I bet yeah. you, To if you guys win that, To stays. He stays. With you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah, and I think that the Pats, if they lose that Super Bowl, I don't think they have the dynasty that we now. Well, yeah. some people celebrate now today with six Super Bowls in twenty years. Yeah. Well, and and, so. well, and you know what's funny to me is like it's the it's not just the six Super Bowls; it's how many Super Bowls they've been to. I think it's nine in eighteen years, right? Yeah. Like I mean, that's that's incredible. Yeah. I, like 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 all the all the jabbing we do t- for the Patriots, I actually have quite a bit of respect for that organization just because that, oh, yeah. that that is unbelievable to do that. Um, but like yeah, it was two thousand four. That that would have uh, definitely derailed that dynasty. I think. I think that would have made some interesting. I don't. Maybe Belichick's not there anymore, or maybe Brady's not there for, for all I know. Um, but that yeah. would have changed a lot of things about that franchise. But it's a yes. Yeah, I love these what ifs because it's a very interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Eagles would have been a completely different franchise. You know, here's the thing: the Eagles never got credit of that time period. And and I've said this to you before, right? It's very hard to deny me this that. From an NFC standpoint, from probably ninety late nineties, early two thousands, like kind of like you know five to seven year period, the Eagles were the best NFC team in the league. I mean, by yeah. far, they were the most dominant. They just couldn't get to the championship and win it, right? Right. Um, you know, and it's funny because because uh, Andy Andy Reid is still trying to do that with Kansas City now. Uh, now, and he really has all the tools now. There's really nothing yes. holding him back. I'd be yeah. surprised if they didn't get to a Super Bowl. Well, here. they don't. They don't. They don't so, have much of a defense right now. But I'm, they have enough to do what he did with the Eagles. My, like, right. There's yes. no excuses for him anymore. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. What ifs? And, like we could keep going. That was just football. We should probably do this again with some other. You know, like yeah. like the problem is I can't do the Yankees. Oh, what if they didn't win this World Series? Oh no, they we have we won one next year. Six more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shirks. <laughs> You know. I mean, the biggest thing. Well, I mean, the biggest what if, of course, for the Yankees is what if Boston didn't trade Babe Ruth? That's the yeah, biggest. I mean, that's, I, the big, that's the biggest. Yeah. That's the, here's, the, here's the thing. The Yankees probably still would have been great. Um, you know, just the Red Sox would have a few more World Series because it's not going to stop some of the stuff that happened. Um, right. You know, some of the Maggio's and whatnot. Yeah. yeah it, it, you know, like the so Yankees are tough. It's it's the you know hockey ones like what happens if Eric Lindros was never traded to the Flyers mm-hmm. and he stayed with the Nordiques and the Nordiques became Stanley Cup champions. The Colorado Avalanche. I mean, you could go on and on and on. Yeah. Um, um, about a lot of these things, but uh, I mean, the most modern Yankee one would be what if Donnie Damon didn't hit a grand slam, um, in in you know in that in in that game seven, which I'm only saying to see a reaction right now. 
Um, but you know, you beat us in the World Series, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do an M M&M and M here, and I'm gonna beat myself up so you don't have the chance to do it. You still okay. thinking about it, Ray? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel it, buddy. <laughs> All right. So seriously, though, hey, hey, uh, you won twenty-seven World Series, twenty-seven. Ooh, massage. Yes. Yeah. You, you won two Super Bowls. Uh, okay. There yeah. you go. Come on back to life, Ray. Ah, there, he is. there we go. <laughs> Woo. Okay. We're back. All right. Well, listen, Ray. Again, aggressive expansion beginning. Geekshowlikesports.com has been launched. Check it out. We are on twenty-five billion. Not really. Like six different podcast channels. Yes. Tell your friends about Geeks Who Like Sports. We're going to be at PAX West in late August. Help us grow this. You guys have been unbelievable. Unbelievable yes. support for us in this venture that we just started for fun. 16 episodes later, we're making some ground. Can't thank you enough. With that said, I will turn it over to Ray Carcillo, the man, the myth, the legend, the superhero, as I said yes. earlier in the show, to close it out. <laughs> Yes, as Lee mentioned, we're on a lot of different things now, but of course, still subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, now on Google Play. Go to our website, geekswholikesports.com. You can see the whole list of things there. Uh, You can also check out back episodes of the podcast. Uh, Also, email us. We had our mailbag today, geekswholikesports at gmail.com. Also, go to Geeks Who Like Sports. Look for us on YouTube. If you don't want to go to the website, you can see the videos that we're posting there now. It's... Where we, like Lee said, we are aggressive expansion. I'm going to post again later the Discord. We have a Discord. Come in, chat with us directly. You guys, we are going to open up all the channels. It's happening. Aggressive expansion. Aggressive it is, it, expansion. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, so it is a great time to be a geek. It is a great time to like sports. It is a great time to be geeks who like sports. Thank you all so much for listening. Like Lee said, circle the calendars. April 30th up in Seattle, PAX West. Uh, actually, because we're at the ballroom, we got the hotel across the street. I'm not even sure if you need a badge for PAX West. So you might be able to just come to the ballroom if you're in the Seattle area. Um, but again, as always, for Lee, I'm Ray. This has been Geeks Who Like Sports. Thank you so much for listening or watching. And we will see you next week with another great episode. <laughs>